Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I am your host. And today I'm doing another soulmate session. So I get people who tell their wonderful soulmate stories to inspire you that true love is in the works for you too. So today is my lovely friend, Brandy Wolf, and we go way, way back, don't we, Brandy? We go back in our early 20s. 20, yeah, 24 yep. years, I think. Yeah, we met at the Marriott. That was, we were talking well before this. We're like, gosh, remember those days? <laughs> um, but she and I both had very similar lives as far as married young and then divorced and, you know, single mm-hmm. moms. And we went through all of that. And yet, she and I both did not give up on true love and she and I both have attracted our soulmates. So Mm -hmm. Randy, I'm so excited for you to share your story about your soulmate and how you got there. But first, why don't you tell us, I guess, how you met? So we met, my husband and I are both artists and there's a place in town. We're um, just North of Seattle and we were in an artist collective together. So in this particular building, um, it was kind of like a a place that you could rent, like a rental space on top that was really cool. And then in the basement, there were these individual little galleries, like a co-op or a collective. And um, so I was in one and he was in the other one. And one Friday a month, the whole thing would open up to the public. So it was so much fun. People would come in and we'd all just socialize and mingle. And there was a friend of one of the other groups that would bring in a, a keg of his homemade beer. And it was just really fun. So I had actually met him like two years before we ever started dating. And it was just one of those things. It's so funny to think about it now that he like, wasn't even on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. And um, I, one day a little light bulb went on in my head. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so I was like, huh he's, he's kind of cute. And the funny thing is now looking back, I realize he's finally the one person where I broke the mold because like I read in your book, I was dating the same person over and over. It was a different body. It was a different outside, but it was always the same pattern. And then, so it took me to be like one day I was <laughs> funny that um, I think I told you that I was living on a little like 29 foot sailboat. Oh, right. At uh-huh. the time <laughs> uh-huh. with my dog and my 15 year old son at the time. And I just thought, you know what? Maybe my son is going to leave and I'll just be a little old lady sitting here on my boat because uh-huh. I'm done and I'm not going to repeat the pattern anymore. And if I can't find exactly what I know I deserve, then I'm just going to resolve to be single. Mm-hmm. I never even thought that in my life, I always had to be with somebody I always had to be searching. And mm-hmm. so it finally took for me to just put the brakes on and be like, this is enough. Mm-hmm. I either have my Prince charming 
or nothing. Right, right, right. I did the same thing. Like it was all or nothing. Like I want my soulmate or nobody because mm-hmm. I actually got to a place where I was comfortable being alone. I yeah. was super happy. I felt like I got to give my boys all this attention because it was just the three of us. Um, I got to focus on my business and I didn't, I was just like, I'm good. But if my soulmate showed up, I would be stoked. But right. only my soulmate, that was the thing you and I both did. Okay, so go on. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so just one, one, one day I just, um, well, actually before that, it just turned out somehow we kind of started hanging out and if this was even kind of still before I really kind of thought maybe I should ask him on a date, we are just kind of hanging out a couple of the art Fridays that we'd have when we were at the collective, we'd walk over to the Fred Meyer up the block and kind of is funny we used to get like these uh it's like a capri sun but it's a margarita uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'd walk over there and then we walk around the art thing with our little capri sun margaritas together uh-huh. <laughs> and um then this one night he actually asked me to go across the street for a drink after the thing was closed and we sat there talking the whole time and he's like well I've really enjoyed this and I would love to stay and have another drink and keep talking to you, but I have, I have to go vending tomorrow. He, he actually sells his art, Uh um, you know, like at conventions and things. So he had to get up. So I was like, okay. And then I was, you know, so I was like anticipating, we're walking back to his car and I was like, Oh, is he gonna like, give me a kiss or a hug or something? You know, I'm all like, Uh so he just goes, okay, well, see you next art walk. Uh huh. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh-huh. That same thing happened to me. That same thing happened because Paul kept coming to my, my meetup. That's how I met him. He kept coming to my class and kept showing up uh-huh. and we were hanging out. And then I thought, well, oh, man, there's maybe there's something here. You know, I thought it was cute. And so he said he was, he wanted to learn more about being a volunteer in hospice. And I was working in hospice. I said, well, here's my card. Let's, why don't you call me? We'll have coffee and we'll, we'll talk about it. He goes, okay. And then I was at work a few days later and they're like, oh, your friend Paul came by to talk about volunteering here. And I'm like, what? Like he completely <laughs> bypassed my card and meeting me for coffee. And I'm like, okay, fine. He's not interested. So go on. Right. Yeah. That's what I, I was like. Okay. Well, um, I guess we're just going to be friends then. But uh, a couple of weeks later, I mustered up the energy or, you know, the courage. Uh-huh. And so I sent him a text message and I just said, hey, you know, I know we've hung out and we went out for a drink a couple of weeks ago, but I'm wondering if you would, you know, what do you think about going on a real date with me? Uh-huh. And then look he's, at you, that took courage. <laughs> it did uh-huh. because um, he wrote me back and he said, he was in like a three-year relationship prior. And Uh so even though it had been, I think maybe nine or 10 months since they had broken up, he, he just kind of was like, he felt like he wasn't in the space to want to put himself out there again. And so he kind of was like, I'm in the space, but I, I would like to go out on a date with you. So I Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to go into this as we're just going to have a nice time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have any expectation. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But at least I know a really nice guy. <laughs> uh-huh. And so right. we went on a date, which was a picnic at um, 
the park. There's a park that was right next to the marina where my boat was right on the beach. And so we had a little picnic there and, um, and then, yeah, we, we decided to walk over. We found this log that was on the water and happened to have a blanket. And so he just sat there and put the blanket over us and snuggled with me. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, it was one of those things where we just turned and we looked into each other's eyes. That was, that was it. That We've was been good. together I... ever since. <laughs> How long have you been together now? Over five years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you were an ins- you're longer than five years. You're longer than me because you were such an inspiration because I was following you on Facebook because we've been friends all these, but more we, we've connect, reconnected on Facebook and uh-huh. I would watch your journey and you're such an inspiration because I do remember we're going to backtrack a little bit, tell a little story. Really? I came, I came to Seattle with you. She lives in Seattle and I came up to visit you, remember? And we were both single and I remember it was you know, I was very much in my dysfunctional phase, which is all in my book. But I remember we were both like at this place of like dysfunction in some way. Yeah. Like just desperate, needy. Yes. You know. totally. um, it, we were both in a bad place. Mm-hmm. And so I remember walking away from that, you know, going, oh God, there's no hope for any of us. Like, you know, like I felt like all of us single women are screwed. There's nobody out there. Cause that was my story, you know, besides being dysfunctional. I also, I wanted love, but I felt like, is it even out there? Cause I always had that pattern too. So you and I both had this pattern. We both had, you know, our own dysfunction. I know I definitely did. And yet that was a point where we both said enough's enough. Uh I don't want that anymore. Yeah. And it's the surrendering to something different. So yes. maybe that's the story here. People listening, you know, if we pay attention to the patterns, we'll, and we finally say enough's enough. And you say mm-hmm. no more. That's when you get the good guy. And you and I both attracted really, really good guys. Really you? good. Like, yeah. I, I can't even believe he's a real person. <laughs> I know. I know. And we also were talking before this, how, you know, sometimes we may get upset with our partner and yet we feel so bad because our partners are so good to us all the time. Like we yeah. have the same, I'm putting up air quotes problem. It's not a problem, but because <laughs> they're both so nice and so good to us. And sometimes we just get a human moment and we get frustrated or angry, but we're like, I can't get angry at him. He's so good to me. Right? <laughs> we both have that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in honesty, I'm not just saying this, but he, he doesn't even make me angry. Mm-hmm. Like I have never once had a feeling of anger towards him, mm-hmm. which is completely unlike anything I've ever had because I've always been angry at everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, you so, know, it's just so funny how long you can go just doing that and doing that. And, you know, there's no light that clicks on that goes, Mm, maybe you know how they always say like if you look at all the problems look at the common denominator and it's yourself yeah yeah it took so long for that light switch to come on and go gee maybe I need to change my behavior in order Mm -hmm. to change the outcome of my life (laughs) yeah and see this is what I think a soulmate relationship is and I'm going to ask you more what you think it is but I, I think when you're in a soulmate relationship you feel so loved and respected and safe Mm-hmm. That whenever something comes up, instead of like our old patterns, we, we blame the other person because yes. you feel so loved by them. You can't blame them. You go, oh, no, this doesn't belong on you because you love me. You respect me. I mean, all these things you're showing up for on a daily basis keeps me from blaming you. And this is the first time I ever said it like this, this is really exciting is then you start to say, okay, 
I know what can I do? What is within me that's causing these feelings and feel your feelings. Right. Of course, if you're upset, my mom always says, you got to feel your feelings. If you heard my last time, my podcast <laughs> a few weeks ago on that, feel your feelings. It's okay. Uh-huh. But I just think when you're in a soulmate relationship, that person is that love for you is so unconditional that you're no longer going to project it onto them anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's something new for both of us. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I had to be really honest with myself about how I was always being the victim. Mm. And like, you know, back in the day when I would talk to my mom and be like, he did this and he did that and blah, 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 you know, crying. And then my mom would be, you know, of course she's going to want to protect me and be like, oh, what a jerk or whatever. Not that she said that, but you know, uh-huh. that's yeah. the idea. And then I would always, I don't always feel validated. Like, yeah, well, my mom thinks that too. So I'm right in my feelings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I just kept being a victim Yeah. instead of being like, if you're not happy and if somebody is not meeting your needs and just move on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And the right person, a soulmate relationship will never make you feel unloved or unsafe. Mm. Tell us more what you think a soulmate relationship is. Um, mostly what you're describing, but for me, it's just, it's just, there's a feeling of just knowing that we belong together. There's a comfort that I've never felt before. It's, mm-hmm. he's like a warm blanket mm-hmm. that yeah. I just, like you said, he makes me feel so safe and secure. And I know that I can tell him my very innermost feelings and not have to think like, oh my gosh, is he going to want to divorce me or, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was so nice. Like before this, when I was, we were talking and I was telling you about how we had a difficult conversation the other night and it was so sweet. He just looked at me and he said, this will always be a safe space for you. Oh, like, oh, I'm sure everyone listening is going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's just, it's just that knowing that we always have each other's back. Yeah. We're always looking out for each other's best interests mm-hmm. and things that we can do to help each other that don't even seem like a chore. It's like, I, I'm, I'm always thinking like, what can I do that will make him happy? Because mm-hmm. it brings me joy to do that for him. Yeah. And I never had that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like, how can you make me happy? You need to make me happy before I can be happy. Darn it. Well, mine was more like, well, you're never doing anything for me. So. (laughs) (laughs) Which gets nowhere too. What have you done for me lately? (laughs) Right. Right. Oh gosh. Janet Jackson. She's probably still single, but, um, but no, I, I, if people don't get that reference, I'm sorry. Um, it's for us older people. Um, But anyway, so what advice would you give to people who are single and looking for their soulmate? Well, um, I would just say, for one thing, be really specific about what you don't want and really important to not settle. Mm-hmm. Like I remember at one point, um, I, kind of, I kind of wrote this list of what I knew I wanted But, and I had this list, but I was doing, you know, like online dating and these guys that I were picking 
would only meet, you know, maybe a third of the things on my list, mm-hmm. but I was still going out on dates with them. Mm-hmm. And I was always I, like, well, maybe. Yeah. Because I <laughs> settling, I kept yeah. thinking like, well, if I can't have this 100%, then, well, I guess I'll have to settle for 70. Mm. And then it was that moment that I was telling you where I finally went enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hundred percent or it's nothing. Yeah. Is Eli a hundred percent? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 No question. Yeah. That's what I told Paul. I said, you know, mostly all the other guys I've dated on a scale of zero to 10 were like twos compared to his being a 20. I mean, like so extreme. And I remember going out with a couple of guys right before he and I really clicked like you and Eli just clicks. Uh-huh. Um, I remember like dating these couple guys and it didn't work out with either one. And I was so heartbroken. I'm like, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe it really should have worked. Maybe I should have tried harder. And then the second I met Paul and I'm like, Whew, those guys did not exist. They don't need to exist. Yep. And you know, like you just, none of that matters. It's like when you meet your soulmate, none of those past guys or gals, whoever you are, it matters. Does that exactly, matter? exactly. Yeah. It's just like, it's like two puzzle pieces coming together and being like, they're, they're a perfect fit. I don't need to look for another puzzle piece. This is it right here. Yeah. And another thing too is, um, you know, talking about my advice for somebody is, um, don't make excuses. Don't, don't for, for other people's behavior. Mm -hmm. I remember I went out, (laughs) I went out on a date with a guy and he started talking about his ex-wife and I was like, you know, my intuition was like, he, this is our first date. And he's talking about his ex-wife. He's uh-huh. not over her, uh-huh. but dumb me, you know, I continued to go out on dates with him. And uh-huh. then I found out that she was still coming over and uh-huh. playing like board games at his house and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So don't make excuses for people. <laughs> yeah. It was what Maya Angelou said, and I can't quote her correctly, but basically if they tell you who they are, believe them. Exactly. You know, and we'd sometimes go, well, maybe there's a reason, you know, we, we told, I mean, trust me, we've all done this. Um, but when you are with your soulmate, there's no excuse making. It uh-uh. is literally like they are ready for you. You're ready for them. And even though Eli said, I'm not sure maybe he needed that little push. And then once you guys connected, like, well, of course I'm ready, ready for the right relationship. Who would not right. be ready for the right relationship, but it That's has, to be exactly. equally, has to be equally right. And I think some people go, well, they're really right for me. So I'm going to make them like me more, even though they're right. not giving me what I need. They're still right for me. And I'm like, if they're not giving you what you need, they're not right for you. Exactly. Because exactly. your soulmate, as you and I both know and experience will do anything for you. Mm-hmm. like anything. And they, you are the number one on their planet. And it does not mean they don't tell you to take care of yourself. That's another thing. My, my sweetie, you know, absolutely. If there's something, something I'm going through, he doesn't sit there and try to protect me. He loves me through it. He lets me go through it mm-hmm. and knows trust and respects and believes in me. So he lets me go through it, but he doesn't like try to rescue me. We don't need right. to rescue people. We need to love people. That's all we need mm-hmm. to do. Right. Yeah. And listen, right. Listen, that's a really important thing is I love how he just listens to me. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just droning on and on about whatever, you know, and he Uh just so patiently just listens and 
you know, he never tells me what I should do. Yeah. He just gives me feedback and yeah. is just always so supportive. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, is when you were talking about finding the right relationship is that turned out to be what his issue was, is I found out afterwards that the reason why he was so hesitant is because a lot of the relationships that he had had prior or dating, you know, um, they, they were kind of needy, I think. And uh-huh. so, you know, when he would, he, he works full time during the day. So the only time he can make art is at night or on the weekends. Uh-huh. And I guess he was having some issues with women who were like, but you know, he'd be like, well, I really like, I need to take two hours to paint. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, oh, but what am I supposed to do? Uh, you know? And so right. when we first started dating and like, I went over to his house for dinner and then he was like, do you mind if I paint for a little while? <laughs> and I was uh-huh. like, well, of course. And so I think it was like him realizing, wait, I'm actually with an artist uh-huh. and she gets it. Yeah. And then yeah. his walls just totally came down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Soulmates, they tend to have similar um, paths. Like both my fiance and I are entrepreneurial and both have like, we love personal development. We love like listening to, you know, YouTube videos and podcasts and personal development. We, I mean, we both just gobble this stuff. He'll find a good video and he'll send it to me. And so like when he struggles in his business, I never judge him because I'm like, I struggled too. So like we get it because we're both on a similar path. And I think that's a lot of soulmate relationships are on similar paths. Um, and it doesn't have to be exact, you know, here I do, you know, this world and my fiance does the tech world, but he still loves developing his employees. And like, he loves personal development to help him grow in the business. Right. So, and, uh, I'd like to say I'm reciprocal reciprocating his trade, which I don't at all. Cause I'm not a tech person, but the point is <laughs> <laughs> like, we just work so well together because I don't judge him. And it can be messy being an entrepreneur and he doesn't judge me. I'm always like, thank God you mess up. Cause then I feel less bad. I don't feel as bad when I mess up. Right. So yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lucky us. And I also want to point out you and I both met our partners later in life, like in our forties. Yes. Right? And yeah. so I don't want people to ever get discouraged about age. I see that with a lot of people like, Oh my gosh, my, you know, especially with having um, a lot of women are worried about their, their clock. Now I get that, but right. women are having babies later in life. A lot of women are having babies in their forties. Yeah. So I'm not saying you should wait till your forties to find somebody, but don't let age be a factor. Don't think, cause I remember someone told me this right after my divorce, she said, by the way, Michelle, once you turn 40, men won't even look at you. So good luck. And I took oh. it to heart. Oh my gosh, Brandy. I was like, oh crap, I'm screwed. Maybe that's why I went so crazy. I'm like, well, I better get out there while I'm still cute, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise I'm screwed. Oh but, no. But it's simply not true. I mean, you know no. what I'm saying? Like, no. and I think the older we get, the more sexy we get because we're more confident. I think you know? that too. Yeah. yeah. And again, we know what we want. And we have, like you said, that self-esteem, you know, he's all doing his thing and you're like, okay, I'll do my thing because you know how to take care of you. you right. Know? Yeah. And I think yeah. another thing too, with a good soulmate relationship is like you were saying, you know, some people, women especially have the, the clock ticking, 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 mm-hmm. but I mean, you can't like, you can't settle because you're no. like, I've got to have a kid. So I'm just going to settle with this Joe. And um, what I found is like, 
I think in a perfect soulmate situation, you will accept things that maybe you didn't think that you would. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I came with baggage for my husband. You know, he's mm-hmm. never been married before. Um, so I came with, and he's like totally financially responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I came with two divorces, uh-huh. a 15 year old kid, a dog uh-huh. and a, a prior bankruptcy, you know? So I'm just like, this guy's, uh-huh. he's never gonna, he's never gonna want this, you know, all this baggage and this big thing that I come with. Uh-huh. But he did yeah. because he loves me. Yeah. And yeah. he realized that all the things that I came with are part of me. Yeah. And he loves me. And yeah. so all of these things are like, they, they just kind of like fell by the wayside. Yeah. And I, I'm so thankful. Like, I just think, oh my gosh, I was, I, with a guy who never thought he'd get married. He never really wanted to be married. He wanted to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, never wanted kids, didn't uh-huh. really want a dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like he accepted everything about me mm-hmm. because he loves me and he yeah. doesn't regret any of it. Nice. It's so powerful. I love it. This is a true soulmate story. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, this is the message I want people to hear. If you're listening, you have to know that we are all deserving of a soulmate love, no matter what we look like, what age we are, what our financial status is, what our baggage is. It does not yep. matter, but what does matter is you need to be true to you and you need to stop settling, stop settling. I have one of my favorite podcasts I did, I don't know, about a year and a half ago is never, ever settle. Oh my God. I refer to my coaching clients all the time. It's like, you can't settle. Just don't do it. <laughs> so better find that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've done good, Brandy. But thank you for being on my podcast. And I, I know that people listening me. are going to be heavily inspired by you. You I are hope so. such a light. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. If you have a soulmate story to share on my podcast, I would love to hear from you. Just reach out to me by going to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And thank you everyone so much for listening and happy manifesting. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.